Hey, Dad, can I get a dollar? A dollar? A dollar? Man, I got you. Come on. What's up, guys? It's your boy Gray. And your boy Boozer. And we are in the studio on a Friday. Yay! This is what you do when you have uh, a week off of summer camp and you are off from work. We're just chilling in the studio, aka the crib. Bizzle, he has been on one before we started. Bizzle, well, go go with your little rant, man. I'm just gonna let you just take off because he was he was on it. Bizzle, what you got? All right, so first of all, World Cup. I'm very angry because I just lost a couple seconds of it. I'm already tired. And this one man is flopping for no reason. I mean, what happened? Did you step on your foot or something? Because he went um, past his guy to look for a pass. He bumped his shoulder, then he just fell over crying. I mean, he, he acted like he got shot by a sniper and he his leg was caught in a bear claw trap or something. They played they showed the replay. The dude didn't even touch him, but he fell over like, oh, it was the end of the world. And the dude, he plays for France and he looks like Isaiah Thomas, uh uh that played for the uh used to play for the Celtics, Cavs and That was playing on the Lakers. No, he he's been everywhere, but he looks like a, a taller Isaiah Thomas <laughs> or maybe shorter. You know how short these soccer players are. Nah, right? I think this dude was taller. This dude was at least six feet, I think. But, yeah, it was hilarious. I was laughing about a good three minutes because the flopping was – We, you think the NBA – you think NBA players flop? No way. Soccer players take it to another level. That's where the – if there was an MVP of flopping, like it would go to uh, World Cup soccer players. So, but, Not just the World Cup, but soccer players in general. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They do. It's part of. I guess it's, you know, it's part of their game is to try to draw that foul, a yellow card. And the dude did all of that flopping. He ended up getting the, uh, the yellow card. So it didn't even work out for him. But <laughs> Francis, uh, they are winning right now, two to nothing over Europe. So I think that's all we got for World Cup uh, talk. But Fizzle was. Uh, uh, was heated of what he saw. He was, uh, he he felt like this was against the rules of sport. Like, what what are you doing, man? You're not competing. You're cheating out there. You're trying to cheat. But it was pretty good. But besides that, uh, how's your week been? Uh, you are enjoying a week away from summer camp. It's Fourth of July weekend. Hope everyone had a you know good. Fourth of July on Wednesday, fireworks, barbecue, and all that good stuff. But Bizzle, how's your how's your week been going? Uh, it's actually been terrible. Terrible. The Marshall's cousins. Oh, you're <laughs> snake. Bizzle is uh, he's on it again. He has another red. Bizzle, go take look, off. Look, you have your position in New Orleans. Just signed Julius Randle. Imagine this. We got Edson Davis, Julius Randle, which is a good player. Then you got Anthony Davis, top 10 player in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. You have the Marcus Cousins. You'd think that would be an amazing startup, but no, I mean, starting lineup, but no. The Marcus Cousins wants to go wing chasing and decides to go for the NBA minimum of $5 million. Well, it wasn't, I gotta say, I have to correct you. It wasn't a minimum. It was like the uh, full level uh, mid exception, exception, something like that. Mid level exception. So it's not the minimum, but. You got to think about it like this. He's coming off a major injury. Uh, he had surgeries on his Achilles. He's probably not going to be back until January you know, of the season. So a lot of teams were, you know, hesitant to offer him, you know, big money um, because of that type of injury. And the Warriors, they kind of 
they can afford to let him just sit and and fully heal because they don't really need him. You know, it's like icing on top of it. You know, um, um, icing on top of the cake just by signing him. I think. I think what the Warriors did, they saw okay, LeBron's going to LA. He's getting all this, uh, all this publicity, all this hype, and it's like okay, watch this. We're gonna sign Demarcus Cousins. So it's like they took off the um, the levels on NBA 2K. It <laughs> just like we're just gonna sign. Put it from pro to rookie, like real quick. Real quick. But 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 do you understand what I'm saying? Why he from look think of it from his perspective? It's like okay. I can go to a team with a good winning culture. I don't have to rush to get back. And then when I do get back, I'm going to be playing them some meaningful games because he's never reached the playoffs. Because even though the Pelicans made the playoffs this year, he got hurt before the playoffs started. So he didn't even play at all. So, you know, he wants to, he's been in the league eight years, I think, eight or nine years. So he's like, man, get me into the playoffs. Let me feel what it's like. You know, what do you think about that? Okay. So here's what I have to say. If you wanted to go to a winning team, you know, a team that has good lineup and make it to the playoffs, mm-hmm. go to Toronto. Yeah. Go to Boston. Yeah. Well, okay, Boston, they said Boston and Golden State were the final two teams that he was uh, looking at. Um, so Boston was in play. Toronto, I don't think they had enough money to offer him even at $5.9 million. So I think that's why they were not um, – you know, an option for them. But you're just saying anyone but Golden State, basically. Yes. Because you're tired of the rich getting richer. Yes. Bizzle, can you explain why do you have so much disdain for the Warriors? <laughs> the passion, the, the, the sports hate is very strong. Why? It's but, not a lot of the players. There's only one player that I can actually physically respect, and that's Clay Thompson. Everyone else except for JaVale McGee. Everyone else. Well, no. JaVale McGee's with the Lakers now. I know. I said everyone else. He's okay. good now. Okay. It's not because JaVale McGee is not on the Lakers because he's actually good. But Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins, and Kevin Durant. You got two snakes. <laughs> Bizzle is he's not holding back. He's not. He has no love for Golden State. So, if Golden State said, hey, Bizzle, we're going to send you some free tickets to our game, would you Would you show up? No. James <laughs> at the Minnesota, and I'm packing, packing my bags. You're packing bags. Bizzle, he's a, he's a true fan of his Minnesota Timberwolves. He's like, I will roll out with the Timberwolves. But the, the Golden State words, y'all can keep it. Man, you wild, man. <laughs> All right, so besides uh, – World Cup flopping. DeMarcus Cousins getting on your nerves. The rest of your week has been okay, right? Yes. I'm glad LeBron James finally got a Cleveland. I was waiting for this to happen. I don't know why I said he was going to go to Boston. That was stupid. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, we both were wrong. You said Boston. I said uh, Philly. Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, only thing is, now they have Rajon Rondo, Isaiah Thomas, and Lonzo Ball. Well, now Isaiah Thomas, he's a free agent, so. Oh, well, Isaiah Thomas, go. Leave. This yeah. is Lonzo Ball's time to shine. <laughs> but you never know if they can somehow get the Spurs to maybe, uh, you know, take a little bit less off their trade demands. I, I don't care about get, Brendan Ingram. He can go. He's he been go, trash. He, so who would you trade then? So you, they got Kuzma, they got uh, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, uh, future draft pick. What would be your package to send uh, to the Spurs to get Kawhi? Okay, so first we got Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, two second rounders. Mm, I don't know. Maybe you throw two first rounders. They might do it, but two second rounders. I don't think they would do it for two second. But so. You would make the deal. You would like, hey, let's go ahead and do it now. Yes. I mean, imagine this. Lonzo Ball at the point guard. I don't know who's the shooting guard there. So, uh, Maybe Pope. Yeah, Tyrese Codwell Pope. Shout out to him. He's, he's, he's one of my favorite players. Um, Tyrese Codwell Pope. Kawhi Leonard at the um, small forward. Yeah. And then LeBron at the power forward. And then 
Brooke Lopez as center. Oh, so you bring Luke Broke. Broke. Broke Brooke, Lopez. Broke Lopez. <laughs> That's be a nickname. Broke Lopez. Yeah, bring uh Brooke Lopez back. That I, could that could happen. I mean, I don't like him. He's he's an okay center. Yeah, he's you know, he's starting to shoot threes now. He's incorporated three port shooting into his game, so um you know, he used to be a back in the you know, back down center in the post and you know, teams have kind of got away from that, so they could make it happen. If they had to trade all those young guys, I mean, I think they could find some some minimum players, some minimum veterans that will come out there. Kind of like LeBron's first year in Miami. They basically had, you know, the big three, and then they piecemealed it together with the rest of that roster, and they made it. But LeBron is older, and, you know, I don't know if you want to – I think you just want to maximize the time that you have LeBron playing at this – Elite, elite level. You know, I, I think he's, you know, a machine and he'll play great. But I don't know if you want to just burn a year saying, okay, we'll wait for Kawhi. Like, you got a chance to get him now, get him now, and, and roll the dice, you know. But, you know, we will see, man. Uh, Hopefully, it's not going to be another OKC document. Um, you know, they did terrible. Paul George, what are you doing? You're supposed to go to LA. You said that, but yeah, you're right. You're right. He said he. I want to go to. I want to go to L.A. I want to go to L.A. The next thing you know, he partying with uh Russell uh, Westbrook in Oklahoma City. Saying <laughs> so he's uh, he's staying. So that team would be better off without Carmelo. Probably. Um, they got to figure out if they're gonna, you know, cut him, stretch his, you know, his salary out. Or trade him. I don't know who would accept that or do a buyout. That probably would be the best option is a buyout. But, you know, we'll see. But the NBA, it is fantastic, man. They're keeping us, um, keeping us engaged 24-7 year-round. It used to be, you know, an off-season where you were, you know, you would keep up with it. But now it's like at a different level. you always checking your phone to see who's um, – who the latest free agent to sign, or is there a big trade coming down the pipeline? So I like it, you know. So we'll, and you got summer league starting up, so you can see the rookies, um, see how they look in their first taste of pro experience. So, you know, the NBA is, you know, my favorite league. It has surpassed the NFL. Uh, probably the last three years. The NBA has been like my favorite, favorite league. Like I've always enjoyed it, but now it's like, give me the NBA. I'll watch football because, you know, I got my team. But I'll watch my team, and then after that, that's it. I'm done with it. But the NBA is so many compelling storylines, so many great players. You know, you never know what's going to happen. So that's why I like it. And it's fun. And the players are more um, more entertaining. What you think, Biff? Speaking of rookies. Trey Young, what are you doing? I just watched the summer league game a little bit, well, a little bit of it. He just got rejected by my man that I don't even know his name. Yeah. And then he's just gonna hit a three pointer wide open. Yeah, he blocked. He blocked Trey Young's shot, and then, uh, you know, went down, got a three point shot open, boom, he nailed it. So he uh he's trying to earn a spot with uh that guy uh. What's his last name? What was I can't remember his last name. I don't name. know his name. But he's playing for Utah, so he, look, he's trying to earn him a spot. So if I can block Trey Youngs and then come back down and hit a three pointer, you know, maybe I can get an invite or something. So he's playing to, he's playing to get him a, a job. So that's a different level right there. That's a can't go back all star right there. Ooh, good pass though. Uh, we just watching some league, so <laughs> if you hear somebody shouting, it's us like, ooh, good pass. But my man's probably has a 25 wide open three. And you still. <laughs> my man probably is like a rim protector or something. Yeah. Still hitting those threes better than, me, than I can. Yeah. But those guys are good. That's why they're on that level. But yeah, just some early, you know, looks at some of the players. Trey Young, he looks, he looks very small out there. Like. He looks like Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, he's not a. He, he doesn't have a large frame out there. He just. So you gotta, you know, hope he gets bigger and uh, like adjust, adjust to the physical physicalness of the NBA because 
you're out here with grown men. You're not out here with college dudes. You're out here with grown men who got families to feed. <laughs> they out here hungry. <laughs> they not playing. But but uh, that's it right there. So, oh, green. Boom. Oh, never mind. Yeah, that's a red release. Yeah. The NBA, they're gonna they're gonna have to uh, send us a letter, man. Like, you guys can't uh, be comment doing live commentary on the game. Ooh, slam! Is that the same guy? <laughs> no, it's a different one. <laughs> it looks like Darren Williams. I know, right? Oh, that's green. Bam! All right, all right. All right. Okay, guys, we're going to our next segment. This was the intro. Welcome back to the studio, Dad. Can I get a dollar? Um, definitely want to, um, you know. Shout out everyone who's been listening to us. We really appreciate it. Again, you can uh, email us at dad. Can I get a dollar at gmail.com? Send us uh, your comments. We'll read it out. Uh, and so, Busy, ready to start the show? Yes. You. What's up, guys? It's your boy Gray. And your boy Bizzle. And we are back. Dad, can I get a dollar podcast? Bizzle, he has really been on his sports today, this week. So we're gonna keep it going with the sports talk. Sports talk radio. Yeah. 610. The boss. That's how they talk on those uh sports talk radio stations. The smash. Giving you live coverage. But, Even uh, though it was recorded like two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, definitely wanted to dive into an interesting sports-related topic. Um, what has been your sports disappointment? You know, we all have a favorite team. We all have our favorite player. But what, Bizzle, can you talk about and share, like, a disappointment that you had with your favorite team or your favorite player. Like it just left you like, man, I'm, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to make it dog. They, they hurt me. I have several that I can remember um, very vividly because to this day, I still cringe when I think about it, but I'm going to let you start it off. Okay. Minnesota. You watch Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns. That's probably the most dangerous pick and roll you can think of when it comes to shooting yards and centers. But still, why? I mean, I know you won against Houston, but still, you had three stars versus two. That that's that's just that's just simple math. You also the one. So you were disappointed in the Minnesota um, Timberwolves in their series against Houston Rockets in the first round uh, this season. Yes. Also, I was very disappointed by um, Toronto. They got swept, I think. Yes, LeBron came through and took their hearts and their souls. It's hard to believe that people think that LeBron is the reason they lost in the finals. They're the reason he's the reason they made it to the playoffs. I agree. Like, just talk about Brian could have done more. I'm like, what more could he have done? Like, he carried. Four other guys on his back. <laughs> That's tough. Well, well, like thirteen other people, like fourteen other people. Exactly. He carried the whole Northeast Ohio with, but uh, but I gotta say, Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, that's your team. You had high hopes for them coming into the season, and for them to flame out in the first round, very disappointing. But let me give you one that I still remember to this day. It was 1993, the North Carolina Tar Heels playing the Boston College Eagles in the second round of the tournament. I want to say 93, 93 or 94. And um, the Tar Heels, I had like the heavily favored. They had to be like a number one seed or a number two seed. Um, I, I have to check my Googles. But I was a young whippersnapper. And, you know, my whole family, we love the Tar Heels. We watch them, you know, religiously. And the tournament, the final, you know, in uh, March, uh, March Madness, so everything's hyped up. I'm excited. I'm a young kid. Like, 
when can we get this victory so we can go to the next sweet, you know, sweet 16 and then final four and all that. But they lose to uh, Boston College uh, that year in that second round. And I cried like tears, like boo-hoo crying. I was so hurt that they lost and they let me down. And I was like, y'all are favorite to win. You're not supposed to lose. And that's an early lesson. You got to go out there to play. You can't go out there and then walk out, walk out there and expect to win. You got to play. You got to compete. And those dudes lost. And I was at home crying. I think my mom came to me like, what's wrong with you? I was like, Victoria lost. But that hurt was so real. Because I was like, man, I depended on you, man. You guys let me down. But when you get older, you realize it's just a game. There's so many factors goes into, you know, a team winning or losing. They had players who played great. You had guys who missed shots, and there's nothing you can do. How are you going to miss a shot in baseball? Where in baseball, you can, you know, not hit the ball well. You know, you can, have a, you can be a great hitter in baseball, and then in October during playoffs, you can go 0 for, you know, 0 for 11 in a series, and then you go, you know, you're out. So it, it can happen. Um, another sports disappointment was the Super Bowl, Carolina Panthers. The first time they went to Super Bowl, uh, when they played the uh, New England Patriots, uh, oh, this was this was a very exciting Super Bowl. Uh, high scoring second half. Um, Panthers had came back; they had took the lead, and there's only like maybe two minutes left in the fourth quarter. We kick it off. Uh, to the Patriots, but our kicker, John Casey, kicks the ball out of bounds, which is a penalty, and so they start out with great field position, and Tom Brady uh, makes a couple throws. They get in field goal range, um, and Adam Vinatieri kicks the winning field goal, and they win that Super Bowl. I felt like we won that Super Bowl because the Patriots was soon to find out cheated videotaping practices and stealing sight. Like they probably knew some plays a lot. If you go back and you can see a lot of Panthers say, Hey, they knew a lot of stuff that we were doing in the first half. It's like, how did they know? Uh, Cause they were scouting. They were you know, cheating in the second half when they put a wrinkle in their plan, that's when they started coming back. But they really, um, you know, had an opportunity to come, you know, to, to complete that comeback. But John Casey, who is, you know, well liked, you know, in the Carolinas, even still, he kicked that ball out of bounds and they lost Super Bowl um, 38. It was Super Bowl 38, 2004. Ugh, they lost 32-29. So that was a disappointment. That was um, a major, major disappointment because – we were ready to celebrate here. We had our celebration planned out. My brother and I, we were going to go to uh, Uptown Charlotte and celebrate. We just knew the party was going to be all night on that Super Bowl Sunday, but they could not finish it, and they lost. So that was a major, major disappointment. Uh, and then the last one that I have was, let me see, Carolina Tar Heels. Carolina Panthers, and then another disappointment was uh, the Atlanta Braves in 19, I want to say, 96, when they played the Yankees in the the World Series. Uh, We were winning that series, uh, and that's my man, uh, Jim Larris. He had a home run off of uh, Mark Rollers. And um, the Yankees, like, they were down. They just came back and uh, took that series. Uh, let me get that straight. I'm, oh, I think it was Jim Larris that hit that. 
yeah, it was it was nineteen excuse me, no, nineteen ninety-nine World Series. I said ninety-six. It was nineteen ninety-nine um World Series. And uh we lost that series uh to the Yankees. Tough because we had that we had a young Andrew Jones, he was balling out, he was like a rookie. Um And he played great. And um, no, wait a minute. I'm getting mixed up, guys. Hold up. I'm getting my facts wrong. We got swept in 99. It had to be 96. Bear with me. I'm getting I'm getting my facts wrong, Bizzle. Uh, while my dad's checking some research, I'm here to rant about a little player <laughs> that I don't like at all. That is Grayson Allen. <laughs> now, I don't know how this man got into the NBA. I don't know how he's not been banned from it or something. But, I mean, when I say dirty player, I mean bad boy Pistons level. Well, not that much, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I just watched the um, Atlanta Braves. <laughs> I mean, Atlanta Hawks versus the Utah Jazz game. And he's just over here grabbing um, Trey Young's shoulder like is like it's football. Then Trey Young tries to bring the ball over his head so that he can dribble backwards. And then he's like rams his head into his stomach. And then he doesn't get thrown out of the game for that. That's just like why this, this isn't football. This is nowhere near football. Plus he played for Duke, so you know. Not, not good, not good. Uh, I'm just waiting for Dad to. Yes, okay, I'm back. Yes, it was '96, guys. I, was, I had it right the first time. Trust your instincts. Yeah, it was '96. That's when Andrew Jones, uh, you know, came out to the scene. He he played great. He uh, I think he hit a home run his first uh, first at bat in the World Series. Well, that first game, that game one. Um. But the Braves, they, yeah, so they won 12 to 1 the first game. Second game, they won 4 to nothing. So the first two games on the road, we won, killing them. And then we lose game three, 5 to 2 at home. We lose game four, 8 to 6 at home. We lose game five. One to nothing at home, and then Game Six, we lose three to two in Yankee Stadium. Like ridiculous. Uh, like I said before, in Game One, Andrew Jones hit two home runs, two home runs in Game One. We smoked him. He was 19 years old. He was the youngest player uh, in World Series history to hit a home run. He was 19 years old. He was killing him. Um, and then let me find that game. I think it was game. Let me see. Was it game four? Let me see. Yeah, Mark Rollers. And. Uh, well, don't, don't worry about that. The major point is, man, I was so hurt and disappointed in that game, in that series, because we were up. Uh, 2-0, we beat them at, on the road. We come home and lose three straight at home, and then we go back to Yankees and lose all like one, you know, two-run game, one-run. It was, that's tough. And see, that was really hard because the Braves, we've been down with the Braves since day one. We would go to Atlanta for family vacations and spend time down there, and we would make sure we always go see the Braves. It was super hot. They were losing, but we were still right there rooting for them. We would watch them every Sunday. We would watch them every night uh, on TBS, the Superstation, even when they were losing. Uh, come home from church on Sundays, watch them because they'd be the 1 o'clock game. So the love was very deep. So when they blew that series, man, the Braves put – I think – when I think now that I think about it, the Braves put me through the most sports disappointment because – they would make the playoffs every year, but come out, you know, they'll figure out a way to lose it somehow. It was always something random, 
something crazy. You can go back to like 1991 when we lost to the Minnesota Twins, Kirby Puckett makes the great catch against the wall. Uh, he hits, you know, he hits like 400 that series, something crazy. We throw Charlie Lee Brand out there. Uh, Lonnie Smith gets thought like, uh, don't get me started, guys. I'm not getting me started. But that sports, that sports disappointment is it take a toll on you. And then you just got to be like, you know what? I'm not going to get worked up over this no more. You know, Bizzle, I remember when you were crying. <laughs> now, look, I'm going to switch it over to Bizzle. I remember you were disappointed in your team and you were crying. I don't have to say, man, it's okay. That's just how it goes. You know, the other guys, they're playing to win too. But uh, that, you know, that pain is real when you're young. <laughs> you think it's the end of the world. But how, what helps you think about it? What helps you put it in, put it in perspective now, Bizzle, now that you're a little bit older? What do you mean? Like when your team loses, it's not like the end of the world. What helps you put it in perspective? Uh, I know we switched a lot of my other teams. I know it sounds like a bandwagon. <laughs> no, it's just I have multiple teams that I like, mostly because they either have a player that I like or just like, you know, overall good. Yeah. So keep your options open. You're not tied down to one team. Don't let them don't don't let them put you through that hurt. You can you can get off that narcotic anytime. <laughs> don't don't stay on it. Don't do it. Reconsider. But uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, the highs. That's what make you a, a fan when your team does achieve that level of success and. Um, you feel like you were a part of, even though all you did was just cheer them on. But I have to go back to the Tar Heels again when they won um, in 1993 when they beat Michigan. The infamous uh, timeout by Chris Weber. That was a that was a good game. Um, and I like Michigan, you know, throughout the year. You know, the five five, all those guys. I rooted for those guys, but. When it came against my team, the Tar Heels, I was you know, all all Carolina blue all the way. So when they won that Final Four, that was a um, that was a big one because Dean Smith had not won a title since 1982, right? When uh, Jordan hit that shot in the corner, and see, I wasn't alive to see that. So that was my first time seeing North Carolina win a championship. You know, so that's why it was really big for me. It's like we did them because we have been, you know, rooting for them and watching them. Um, and so for me to see that first, you know, Carolina championship, that was that was the high of the sports high right there. You know, so that was pretty big. Uh, honorable mentions, probably. Uh, no, no, I want to say this is an honorable mention. This would be a, a pretty uh, sports high. When the Atlanta Braves came back and beat the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates in the National League Championship uh, Series, um, man, I went to sleep because I was so mad they were losing. And I remember just going in my room, and then my dad started yelling, like, get out, get out. And then Sid Breen chugging, trying to get to home plate, and he slides in just in time from the throw. From uh from Barry Bonds when he played with uh with the Pirates, so that was a man. We thought they had uh, lost it, but they actually won, and uh, they made it happen. So that was my sports high right there. Uh, Biz, anything in closing? Oh, oh, somebody forgot to put their phone on me. We're gonna end it on that. <laughs> Welcome back to the Dad Can I Get a Dollar podcast. This is your boy Bizzle. And great. Um, today we'll be um, 
transporting. Ah, <laughs> see what you did there. That boy with the transport. <laughs> that boy, that's a good one, Biz. I see you. I see you. Uh, Bizzle, we're going to take you on a little musical journey. Uh, Bizzle, one of his uh, new songs that he's he's really, uh, you know, feeling right now is, uh, who's the artist, man? Kodak Black. Kodak Black, Transport. That's the name of the song. Made about a year ago. Yeah, I think it came out. It was on, on one of his mixtapes that it came out on. But somehow Bizzle discovered. How did you... Give us the background. When did you uh when did you find out about this song business? So like me and my friend were chilling out at the Boys and Girls Club. Then he just started mumbling. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Said, Oh, it's transport and I'm like, What? <laughs> what what is that? And he's like, Oh, it's a song and I'm like, Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to it when I get home. So yeah. you got home and you typed in Kodak Black and you YouTube transporting. Yeah. Okay. And then you heard the beat, you heard the song, and then what? I was like, Yeah, this is good. This is good. This is like and then I'm, you know, in the house and he's playing. And I'm like, hold up, I know that beat. It's like na 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 and then so I'm like, yo, that's not like the ghetto boys. My mom playing tricks on me. So uh I the, guess you could say your mind's playing tricks on Yeah, I thought my mom was playing tricks on I'm like, For real? I know this. So listen to it again. I said, Oh yeah. You know, the ghetto boys. And uh, song when I was young, about Bizzles when I first heard that. Um, and it was during, uh, you know, Halloween, you know, I think <laughs> around Halloween, you know, one of the famous lines, you know, this year, Halloween fell on the weekend, me and ghetto boys trick or treat and robbing little kids for bad, you know, everybody know that verse, right? So, and uh, so it made me do some more research. I was like, well, I know the ghetto boys, you know, they sampled it from someone too. Like who would, you know, who do they sample it from? So I said, let me do some, some Googles. And um, so the Ghetto Boys, they actually sampled um, uh, the Isaac Hayes Hung Up on My Baby. So that's the name of the song that uh, that the Ghetto Boys sampled from. And so in essence, Kodak Black sampled from Isaac Hayes. So it just kind of shows you the, the lineage of, you know, how music is, you know, created and evolved and how artists can take, you know, something from the past and making it into something new and, and current and fresh, you know? So, and with each song, you know, going, if you go back and listen to Isaac Hayes hung up on my baby, like it's, you know, when you hear, you're like, Oh man, this is so rich. It's so soulful. So deep. You can see how someone can feel that and say, Hey, let me take a little bit of this. And add my little spin to it, so it just kept evolving. So it was, I kind of took a, a little musical journey with Bizzle. I played him all three songs, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I see it," but he, he still wants to uh, play Kodak Black because that's his, you know, that's his, that's his generation, that's his his speed. And then when I hear it, I want to hear the Ghetto Boys, but I also want to hear Isaac Hayes, you know, because I'm a I'm an old cat, old soul, you know, old soul pro. <laughs> But um, it's just very interesting, just in general. So that's my larger discussion with with Biz about you know just music in general and how you know artists can take a sound from a different era and make it current and still inject your life into it and still inject your experience into it and make it relatable to the people you know that are listening to it. So with each of those songs. I think it, it connects with different folks, you know, for different reasons. But there's an origin, you know, so that's pretty cool. Um, with music today, some say, you know, it's not original. You know, some say it's not fresh. And I kind of, I don't agree with that necessarily. I mean, I feel like everyone takes from different parts. You know, I don't know if we're going to have like a brand new, new, new sound. Maybe we will, maybe we won't, but 
I still like to hear something, you know, um, from old stuff. I like to hear new stuff. So, so from the Kodak Black to Isaac Hayes to the Ghetto Boys, you know, I listen to it all. So it doesn't matter if, you know, I may not get it. I may not understand it. That's okay. But somebody is. And so I, I just try to support the music I like and then encourage the young folks to, you know, let's do what they like, you know, because when we were young, we were listening to some stuff. People were shaking their heads. So now that we're older, I can't look at business like, man, what are you listening to? This uh, transporting this, you know, that's get it. Uh, Gucci no. gang, Gucci gang. No. Like, you know, no. it might not be for me, but you know, no. everybody like, you like, no. Why are you going to put my, why are you going to slander my name right there? Oh, you like, you don't want no association with Gucci gang, Gucci gang? No, I don't want no association. All right. It is hot, though. Oh, we got breaking We got breaking news. Sorry, guys. ESPN sources with uh, Royce Young, Oklahoma City, Carmelo Anthony. We're part ways this summer, likely saving the team over $100 million. So uh sounds like Melo uh, will reach a buyout with the Thunder. So it looks like they're working towards that. I kind of figured that was going to happen because his role, uh, I don't think he, what he wants to do in the role that the Thunder have for him matches up. So he might as well, like, let me, let me, you know, break free from you guys and, and maybe match up with another team. Does Carmelo go to LA with Brian? You know, he, does he go to Miami? Does he go? I don't know. Where can he go? What do you think? Denver. Denver. <laughs> go <laughs> like, back. Go back to th- th- go back to Denver. Throw back. You know. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. So sorry we had that breaking news there, but um, but Bizzle doesn't want to be associated with Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang generation. Okay. Uh, I, I feel you. That's fair. Um, what about you know speaking of music? You know everyone's doing this. Um, do the Shiggy challenge. You know. Drake dropped his uh, Scorpion album, and one of the one of the better songs on there is called "In My Feelings," and uh, you know, and it starts out, you know, Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? You know, everybody love that part right there. So everybody's doing these little videos where they hop out the car and they start dancing to it. I show a Bizzle a video, and he's like, "I don't, I don't like it already," and I'm like, "It just, it just got started." But then we saw another clip where like some news anchors they started to do it. I'm like, oh, it's over now. Like, once it once it reaches that uh that mainstream where it's not even cool no more, it's like you got old people doing it, <laughs> you got news anchors, you gonna have grandmas doing it. Like, is you gonna be honest? We gotta we gotta let it go. We gotta go on to something new. It's not even been a week yet, and they already on it, man. But you didn't like it, busy. You don't like it. No, I just don't. They just ruin. They have to ruin everything. They gotta ruin everything. They can't. They can't let the cool kids be cool, right? Yeah. Okay. But the song, I do like the song though. It is. It is catchy. Um, as far as the whole album, you know, we got this. You know, it's alright. You know, Drake does his thing. You know, he makes good music, but you may not like it. All of it. I don't like all of it. You know, again, it's not for you. It may not be for you like it is, you know, it's not for me. I like about four or five strong tracks, but that's about it. But that's about it, man. That's about it on the musical tip. But just want to kind of share that musical journey that Bizzle discovered and had him listen to some Isaac Hayes, some old school. And he was like, Dad, can we get back to Kodak Black? I was like, man, you're missing out. But that's how we do.
Pocket so fat, call me Orbit. Orbit, I mean. Gotta wait to make them move as I be loaded. They would be a free one too, I make a move on you. I be loaded. Everyone, it is your favorite co-host, Bizzle, and great. And thank you for watching this. If you skip to this, then <laughs> don't uh, skip. Listen all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I will be inter- introducing something new to this podcast, which is called Question of the Day. Uh, insert the Price is Right theme here. <laughs> so basically what we'll be going on in the question of the day, I will ask you guys a question. It can be from NBA, NFL, you know, anything. And all you have to do is submit your answer to dollar at gmail.com. And then I will give, I will choose one of the answers to my question. And then I'll give that person a shout out. So today, the first annual question of the day is, who do you think, no, hold on, no, I can't, I can't say that, it's, okay, so, in your opinion, who is the best passer in the league right now? I'm going to leave you with that. Oh, which league? You got to specify which league, sir. Um, NBA. The best, so, business question of the day, kind of like a poll question. Who is the best uh, passer in the NBA uh, right now? Who we got out here is the best passer. Uh, you know, we got LeBron James. He's out here. You got uh, Steph Curry. You got uh, Rajon Rondo. Rondo, Lonzo Ball. Um, who else is another good passer? No, those are just some names that we, you know, just throwing out there, but who do you think? Who do you uh? Who do you think is the best passer in the NBA? Send us an email again at dadcanigetadollar@gmail.com. Also, you can hit us up on uh on Twitter at daddollar. Also, um, you can subscribe and leave us a review at uh, on iTunes. Five star reviews only. We really would appreciate that. Um, you know, the podcast is available on Anchor, Google Play, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Cast Box. So spread the word to your friends. You can uh, listen to us on those platforms, available platforms. So we are um, just getting ready to wind down. Bizzle. We are in July. It's hot, but we inside chilling. Uh, anything else you want to leave with the people, man? Also, um, here's a side question today. This one won't really get a shout out, but I'll just say what happened. I'll say which ones get the most votes. But here, are the two. Quite. This is the one question that there's two answers for. It's basically a poll. So. Is Ben Simmons technically a rookie or not? Yes or no? Send that to Dad. Can I get a dollar podcast? I mean, Dad, can I get a dollar at gmail.com? And I'll just um, say who won when she's on the next podcast. I think you have your own thoughts on that, Izzy. <laughs> He's not letting it go, folks. He is not letting it go. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, this weekend, what we got, Biz? We got a, we got a big cookout. This weekend, um, we got uh, uh, Uncle Drew. We still got to go see Uncle Drew so we can give like a little review of Uncle Drew. We may try to see that um, maybe Sunday. What do you think? Sure. Sure. We'll see. We'll, we'll keep you posted on that. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, we started a new anime. Um no. 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 Okay. No, don't tell. Okay. Uh, we're still watching um, My Hero Academia. We're looking forward to the next episode on tomorrow. Uh, 
you know that's our that's our anime that we that we keep up with. Um, any new movies out? Any anything else? Yeah, I think that's about it, man. I think we just kind of we just kind of wind it down. Um, I know this this podcast is pretty sports heavy today, so we a lot of stuff going on in sport NBA, you know, sports world. So we had to get these uh these hot takes off. Uh, get these uh unpopular opinions out uh, and frustrations with people leaving their team to join the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> I'm not mad at them. I mean, I'm not even mad at Kevin Durant. I mean, it's the free market. You know, you get to choose where you want to go. Same thing with DeMarcus Cousins. You know, you still got to play the game. You still got to win. So, and I like, I like, you know, I like DeMarcus Cousins. I like him, even though he's been a, He's been a problem pretty much everywhere he's gone, you know, dealing with coaches and something, you know. But I like him. I like his game. I'm rooting for him. I hope he comes back from the injury uh, and he gets paid, you know, because I'm all about getting paid. As you can, um, as you heard from my previous segment, if we could choose to be the best player on the worst team or a rotational player on a championship level team, we both chose to be the best player on the worst team so we can get that max contract and be out here like Devin Booker, who just signed a five-year, $158 million extension. So give me that. You give me that, I can live without a championship because I have a big house to watch the uh, NBA championship <laughs> and enjoy these uh, direct deposits. But, yeah, give us the money. Biz, anything else? Take us out. Uh, no, I don't have anything else. But remember, the two questions for today. Who is the best passer in the NBA? And is Ben Simmons a rookie? You got it. Straight from biz. Hey, we guys, we appreciate it. Check us out next week. We'll come through. Peace.